Hey everybody, Lone Star Mason here. I want to talk to you today about dues. And uh, it's kind of a controversial subject. You start talking about uh, Mason's money and they usually get very defensive. So we're going to, we're going to tread lightly. We're going to walk on eggshells, but it's, a, it's an important concept. And I think it's something that we need to talk about. We need to have these discussions in our lodges. And so we'll start here online where you can't throw things at me. I'm going to be very straightforward. Most our dues and most our lodges are too low. They're very low. And to offset this, uh, what most of, what most lodges have done is they have adopted fundraising into their uh, the routine, uh, their yearly the yearly uh, programs, and it's a uh, it's become a, it, in many lodges it's a very big deal. In some lodges it's just something small. They may do like a pancake breakfast once a month. Other lodges they may do like. Uh, my old lodge we had, we'd sell a, there'd be a, oh geez, it'd be like a, it's kind of like a, it'd be kind of like a craft fair, but people would put booths on the side of the road and they close the roads down and, and, and people would come and there'd be a lot of foot traffic. It was, it was a huge deal at the time. And uh, fortunately my lodge, my old lodge was uh, right there downtown. So all we had to do was uh, pull our, our barbecue smoker out from the lodge and we could just sell barbecue. We did that twice a year. And that was a, that was a really big deal. That's where most, uh, most of our funds came from. And, here, and here's the second problem. Most lodges have about maybe 20% of their members that are active and doing most of the work. And that's that's very generous number. 10 may be a more accurate number. So let's say 10% of your membership is actually showing up and putting the work in to, to maintain and support your lodge. So if you have 100 members, that means you have 10 brothers that come to the fundraisers and they help run everything. This is where the problem starts. Uh, fundraisers, are, fundraisers are tiring. They're a lot of work. They're a lot of effort, and sometimes it's very little reward. And when you have a ten men out of one hundred uh, doing all the work, they they really start to wonder if it's worth it. And that that is the problem with fundraising. Fundraising is great for a short uh, short term infusions of cash. Cash it may last for several years, but at the end of the day, there is probably no fundraising program that is sustainable in the long term. You have to keep finding new things to do. I've always seen this. A brother will, that even if the brother's like the most gung-ho person about this fundraiser, there's eventually going to be a point where they're just going to throw their hands up and pass it on to someone else that's not as ready, is not as capable, and it just goes downhill because the the idea that all the larger support should just come from the work of a few, a few brothers, it, it, it's harmful. So... This is, this is going to bring us to the dues situation. If you look at, um, if you can find your old minutes, look through them. And if you can read their uh, cursive, then see if you can find um, how much their dues were. 1900s, 1920s, so forth. Once you find that number, this is what you do next. Uh, go online, find a, a uh, inflation calculator. You look at the dues they paid and say, how much would that actually been if they're paying that today due to inflation? And often the numbers are, are, are they're large. They're, they're way more than anybody would pay for dues today. Back in the day, it wasn't unusual if you're paying degree fees. I mean, your EA degree, your aircraft or your master's, it might be a whole week's worth of pay just to get that degree put on you. And the annual dues probably weren't much cheaper. But it was worth it to them. Uh, Freemasonry had value. And that value may have come from the price of, of the dues, and, or it may have just come from 
the prestige of the fraternity. It was worthwhile to be a member. And the thing was, these dudes didn't run people away. They, they had a constant line of applications. I mean, it was not unusual for them to turn people away. And uh, yet people were still, were still coming trying to join. So even with high dues, even with, uh, with a high probability of being rejected, people thought, felt it was important enough. It was, it was worth their money. They saw the value in the fraternity. And so they were paying that kind of money to, for, to have the honor uh, to be in our prestigious organization. If you fast forward to, the, to today, and if you look at the dues, um, often dues are, are, are really cheap, like in, embarrassingly cheap in some cases. And in many cases, they're not more than the Grand Lodge requires them to charge. We come to this problem where we're not willing to have this conversation. We need to do something about our dues. I have, there's, a, there's a few things in our fraternity where I feel that people know something has to be done, uh, even as subconscious, but they don't want to have that talk. They don't want to be that person. They're waiting for someone else to say, hey, well, you need to do this. Someone else to be that, um, to be that martyr because if you stand up in law and just say, our dues need to be three times what they are, you can count on being ostracized. It's just going to happen. Unfortunately, even though we're not supposed to practice things like that, you're going to have some, there's going to be some degree of uh, alienation from your brothers. And that's, that's very unfortunate. And so this brings us to the next question. What should my dues be? What should the lodge's dues be? And there's a, there's a simple formula for that. I'm going to suggest that right now. If you want to figure out what your dues should be, you find the average annual cost of your lodge operation. And this will change, obviously, over the year. That's why we're looking at the average. Now, find the total number of dues-paying members in your lodge. Not the endowed members or the brethren that have been members for long enough they don't have to pay. Just the dues-paying members. And then what you're going to do is you're going to divide that operating cost by your dues-paying members. And you'll probably get a large number. I think for my lodge, it was like, like I think it was like $250 a year. Still less than a dollar a day to be a mason. But uh, in many cases, that number will be very large. And, and people will say, well, we can't do that. We can't, we can't possibly do that. They'll run people off. Here's the thing. Most lodges that uh, I've read about, that I've, that I've discussed with, with other brothers who have done something like this and raised their dues, very few people actually will admit. Some people will, uh, especially if you're in one of those uh, districts, uh, like Texas we call, like we have districts. But uh, some brothers are members of every lodge in that district. So yeah, they might choose to, to move, that's fine. If say it's $250 a year, that's still less than a dollar a day. The way I like to look at it is uh, many brothers have cable and satellite and they'll pay $100, $200 a month for, for that service. So that's uh, $1,200 a year, $2,400 a year, just, uh, just so you can sit on your, on your couch and watch TV. That's, that's way more expensive than any dues creases I'm suggesting. Are saving Freemasonry is less valuable to you than being able to watch something on cable? Another, another uh, thing that's always thrown out is, well, what about the brothers on fixed income? Well, unless you work for a commission, unless you're, unless you're in sales or something like that, everybody's on fixed income. Uh, I'm a teacher. I make a salary every month. I'm on a fixed income. You make a way to pay for things that are important to you. And I'm not suggesting it even has to be 250. It's just an arbitrary number. I know, like for my lodge, it was close to 250, or maybe it was 200. It was in that. It was in that range. Um, you can say well, we'll slowly build up to this, but it, the conversation needs to happen, and you need to start. We need to start as a fraternity. Stop selling ourselves so short, and 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 that's really, in my opinion, uh, that's this is all my opinion. This is what I feel like we're doing. We're selling ourselves short. Um, when something is, is 
so cheap and so easy to obtain, it's, uh, it's easy to discard. And, and that's what we're seeing a lot of times. You see a lot of people who put them through the degrees and they never come back. Well, they have no monetary investment in the fraternity, really. Uh, in, many, in many cases, we rush them through and there's no time investment in the fraternity. So uh, if it's cheap and fast, most of the world's cheap and fast right now. And if something's cheap and fast, it could be easily replaced. And I think that's what we're doing. Um, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. We're trying to make ourselves cheaper and more accessible, hoping that will uh, raise our, our membership. But what we're, what we're ultimately doing is um, just making ourselves, much like everything else in the world right now, more about quantity than quality. And anything that has a large amount, large quantity, you can discard. But anything that has quality, you want to keep. And um, cheap, uh, things that come cheap and easy, don't often have quality. They have quantity, but cheap and easy things are not quality. So that's that's really everything I, I wanted to say at the, this moment about dues. Thank you as always for, for watching and supporting me.